This is The Right Connection. This podcast is designed to help you choose the right words and stories in your business content to create authentic connections with prospects, clients, partners, and colleagues. Now the host of The Right Connection, Catherine Burroughs. Hello, and welcome to The Right Connection. In part one of my five-part series on the top five myths keeping you from writing your book, I shared how the money myth had been keeping me from writing my own book and how I was able to shift my thinking about my business book from ROI and how I was able to shift my thinking about my business book ROI from price tag to top of funnel. In part two, I talked about my struggles with the competition myth and how I realized that I don't need to compete. Being my authentic self and reaching out to my ideal audience is the best way to get my message out there and change the world. Today, I'm going to share my experience with the content myth. But first, a few personal updates. At KBC, we're working hard to finalize the launch of the Business Character Analysis Masterclass. This is an online class where I teach you through videos how to do my business character analysis. So that's part of my IP. It's something I personally created, and it's a tool that I use to really drill down into a client's authentic character as the business owner and take those characteristics that really benefit their clients and bring them out so they can be highlighted in all of the content that we write for that client's book. And you can do this yourself also by following the process that I outline in the course. There's a series of videos. They're all really short videos. There's some PDFs to help you along. It's really very simple. And there will be some opportunities to jump on a Zoom call and ask me any questions that you have. Give me some feedback because I'd love to hear what you think of the course, if there's anything that you think is missing, or, you know, what was the most impactful thing that you learned from the course, all of that, I would really love to hear. So you can visit my website to get on the waiting list for the course. And then once you've been through the course, definitely reach out to me in one of those sessions or in email or a one-on-one call. And I would love to hear your feedback. We have plans to launch many more online courses, so we'd love to be able to take that feedback and really incorporate it into the rest of the courses that we do. We already have several clients on the waiting list who will be notified the minute the course goes live. And for everyone else, you should get on the waiting list now. There will be lots of notifications on social media and in my newsletter. So we'll definitely be letting you know when that's available. And the personal side, I spent a couple of days on a road trip with my husband. It's been a while since the two of us took some time to get away together. So that was really nice. We got to visit some places that we hadn't really been before and just have some of those long conversations in the car that, you know, you don't always make time for when you're at home rushing around and trying to get the dishes done and trying to, you know, take care of farm animals and run a business and all of the things. So definitely nice to take some time to breathe. And yeah, it's something to celebrate. We've actually known each other 30 years this year. I met my husband when I was 16 and I just got to say, 
He still makes me feel 16 today. So I'm so blessed. Weird segue into the content myth, but okay, let's go with it. So the content myth. I'm a content writer, so it sort of seems obvious that I would be able to make lots of content for a book, possibly way too much content. Definitely, if you ask some of my elementary and high school teachers, they would tell you way too much content because I was that kid who, you know, handed in 10 pages when the assignment said five. So partly because I was so enthusiastic about writing and partly because I hadn't yet quite learned how to be as concise as I am now. Not that you would think I'm concise listening to this podcast necessarily. However, when it came to writing my own business book, I really worried about how I could write a powerful book, you know, a book that would really impact people that would really change lives. Because I've never done anything really big, you know, running a marathon, curing a disease, climbing Mount Everest, you know, flying to the moon or, you know, like Elon Musk sending a car into space. I haven't done any of those things. So what would I really have to share that would interest my readers and really bring value to my readers? Because, of course, that's important to me. If I'm going to write a book, I really want it to be a book that brings value. So what I've discovered (laughs) through my own journey is that when we speak to the right people, again, those would be our ideal clients in their language, in a way that shows we have a deep understanding of their struggles, their hopes, their dreams, their fears, their aspirations, they will want to listen. Our ideal clients are attracted to content that provides them with value. So some of the ways that you can provide value are educating your ideal client, your reader, about your industry in general, or educating them about their problem specifically. So if you are in the business world, you could provide some content that talks about business in general, but then you might want to talk about one problem specifically, maybe starting a business, how to create a marketing plan, how to plan an event, how to write emails that really get response. Those are some specifics. If you're in healthcare, general health awareness would be something that's industry-wide, but you might be talking specifically about recovery from cancer or reproductive health or, you know, how to survive menopause. Like all of those things are more specific to your ideal client. And when you talk about those things with the right words, it's going to show your ideal client that you understand that problem and that you really care about the fact that they're suffering or struggling with that problem. Then you want to provide information about how what you offer will solve their problem. So you can talk about what is involved in your course, what it's like to do coaching with you, how your program works, Give examples of clients that you've worked with in the past. We often call them case studies. That's a longer version. Testimonials is usually a shorter version. You really want to show them that you can help them because you have helped others just like them in the past. 
You want to offer proof that what you offer does work. So again, that's where the testimonials and case studies come in. You're giving them actual real people who've had actual real results. So you want to make sure you bring in, you know, somebody can now run five kilometers when they could only run one before, but after using your health regime and your coaching, they can now run further or they're now making more money in their business because they took your marketing program and now their marketing is generating five times the revenue that it was last year. Whatever that is, you want to give quantitative proof. So qualitative proof is also good. You know, the things like Catherine is so wonderful to work with, or, you know, she really made it easy and took all the stress away from writing my book. But those numbers are important too. But let's not forget, we want our content to be fun, to be enjoyable, to be attractive. So we want to deliver this education and information and proof in a way that's fun, that's uplifting, that's lighthearted. This is where we can really use storytelling to entertain. Bring in all those literary elements that I like to bring over into our business content. Character, plot, setting, theme, language, all of those things can really help provide a much broader, much more engrossing story for your brand. Bringing in all the five senses, making sure your descriptions, your videos, your audios, whether it's a podcast, a Facebook Live, whatever, describe where you are, what you're experiencing. If you're out and it's spring and you can smell that dampness and it's just rained, tell them that. If you're, you know, standing in your garden, doing your Facebook live from there, and you can smell the flowers, talk about that. Maybe you're, you know, sipping your favorite cup of tea and, you know, talk about how you can taste the spice of the chai tea on your tongue. All of those things, sight, sound, touch, taste, and smell. Those are how we bring information into our brain how we process information, and they help us retain that information. So all of those storytelling elements need to come in to make sure that we entertain our audience. And all of this is done to empower them. All of our content, the purpose of that content is to empower that audience, our ideal clients, with everything they need to make an informed decision about working with us. We really want to treat our readers, our listeners, our viewers, our ideal clients as a valued individual. Each one of them in and of themselves has value and we value them. We want to show them that. And then in turn, they will value our perspective. They'll value our expertise, the education and information that we're providing. So here's what I've come to realize. First of all, To write a book, you don't need to be rich and famous to attract attention. I'm definitely not either rich or famous. And you don't even need to be a global expert. You just need to find ways to be an expert in your circles, and they'll naturally ripple outwards. I like to picture this as if I'm standing beside a lake and I pick up a pebble or a small little rock that just fits in the palm of my hand 
and I toss it out into the lake and it makes a splash. And then you can see the ripples in the concentric circles moving outwards and they get bigger and they get bigger from that small little hole where the one rock went into the water, just like your book going out into the world, it ripples outwards and those circles grow bigger. So I'm going to say that again, find ways to be an expert in your circles. They'll naturally ripple outwards. When you talk to people who are your contacts, your prospects, your current clients, anyone in your network, those are your circles, but they also have circles and all of us have multiple circles, right? We have many different networking groups we're involved in and each of the people in those networking groups also has multiple circles. So the more that we have these conversations and make these connections, the more our expertise ripples outwards. And secondly, you probably have most of the content that you need already. So let me ask you, how many of these do you already have? Blog posts, magazine articles, podcast episodes, YouTube videos, online courses, webinars, keynote speeches, or even chapters in a compilation book. That's eight types of content. How many do you have already? If you have any one of those eight types of content, you have content to write your business book. So that's what I'm doing. I'm taking content from many different places, particularly from my podcast but also from some of the other things that I've written in the past, articles and keynotes that I've given and combining those into the book. Because the thing is, we give a keynote speech and the audience goes home. They read a magazine article and maybe they recycle the magazine if it's paper or they move on to the next issue if it's an online site. And even with our podcast, you know, we keep producing more episodes And the ones that are previous get pushed lower and lower in the list. And that's all good because we're still putting out quality content. But it means that those things aren't always top of mind. They're not always readily accessible. But your book, your book has all your expertise in one place, readily accessible, exactly where it can stay top of mind. It can be on a bookshelf where someone walks by it every time they go to the bathroom. It can be on a night table, on a coffee table, on a kitchen table, in the car for when you're, you know, stuck waiting for your kid at soccer practice and you read that book. Whatever it is, you really want to have that book ready and out there so that your audience can access it. That's how people will find you. That's how it'll ripple outwards. Somebody will read your book and say, hey, this is a great book. You should read it. And they'll pass it along. That's awesome. That's exactly what we want. Word of mouth. Because it's so amazing that with all of the technology that we have, all of the apps and platforms and artificial intelligence and virtual reality and all of those things, word of mouth is still the best form of advertising. And your book your business book can do that for you. If you identify with the competition myth, please head on over to my website and download my five myths ebook. 
That's katherineburrowscreative.com. I hope you found something today to inspire your creativity and help you step further into your authentic self. Two key things to multiply your reach, impact, and profit. Thanks so much for listening today. I look forward to talking with you next time on The Right Connection. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope something in today's episode inspired you to tell your own story more creatively. Please join me next time for more about how authentic words and stories create the right connection. Thanks for listening to The Right Connection. What did you think of the show today? Give us a rating and leave us a comment. If you have a question for Catherine, reach out to her by sending her an email, therightconnection at catherineburrowscreative.com or visit her website, catherineburrowscreative.com. And don't forget to follow Catherine on social media. Thanks again for listening to The Right Connection.